Blog Talk Radio.
So that's a toss-up. Anyone could have won. You know, it it still went relatively chalk with the exception of, um, I I guess you can say it is a a surprise, Um, or upset in seating only, we refer to uh, New Orleans over Portland. Right. And no one saw that coming. I did not. First of all, I didn't see New Orleans beating down Portland, let alone sweeping. I mean, it wasn't even competitive. I mean, I mean, <clears throat> New Orleans were in, was in control all four games, the first two games in Portland, really. And they were truly were the better team. And now that we're talking about Portland, where the hell did they go from here? Where, where did the um, Trailblazers go from here? I mean, they got a superstar in Dame Lillard and mm-hmm. a very good player, a star himself in C.J. McCollum. But – where where the hell do they go? They're not that well coached. They 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 come up short when it matters, and it's almost as if it's almost as if you're gonna get mad at me about this. But they're 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 the West version of Washington. They got a fantastic. No, I'm not gonna get mad at you at all. Shitty coaching and not much else. I mean, yeah. that's who they are. That's who Portland is. So if you're in Portland's front office, how the hell do you, do you blow this up? Do you look to move out of Dame Litter or, 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 or McCullum? I mean, what the hell can you do if you're a Portland Trailblazer right now? Well, to, 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 to reiterate my statement, I'm, I'm not upset with that statement at all because that is exactly what this team is. You know, you have an uh-huh. average coach at best. Um, you mm-hmm. have a, 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 a very inconsistent team after the top two stars in McCullum and, 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 and Dane Lillard. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, there are three directions you could go into. I don't know necessarily what their um, their their salary number is as of right now. So I don't know if they can add more talent. But if they can, they need to do that uh-huh. and do that quick. But, the, of course, the difficulty is attracting talent to come to play in Portland. Um, number two, yeah, you might want to get rid of your coach. That's a possibility as well. Or you could just go ahead and break this whole thing up. You got to remember, no one really thought much of this organization. Everybody thought that they would probably be on the rebound after losing Lamarcus Aldridge a couple of seasons ago. But I think if I if right. memory serves me correctly, they've made the playoffs the last two seasons, which is actually a lot better than what a lot of people right. expected. Um. So I'm, I'm thinking that you know they've been overachieving, overachieving. Even even we come into three seed this year in the West, no one expected that to, to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, sure. I you add in the fact that you know Kawhi didn't play for the majority of the season in San Antonio, and that's the, that's the majority of the reason why that's the case. But um, even still, if they can add some more talent to this team. They will continue to be a threat. I don't think they'll win the West. And then if a couple of things happen the way that I expect them to happen um, this offseason in terms of um, player movement, I think they may end up taking a couple of setbacks within this uh, this conference. But, yeah, in order to compete, they're going to have to add more talent. Yeah, I hear you there. I mean, granted, you're right. No one expected Portland to finish high to three seed. But still, I mean – you know, I mean, I guess expect, I guess like seeding comes with expectations, and mm-hmm. you know, no one expected them to lose to New Orleans or all get swept by them. In the manner that they did get swept by them, I mean, New Orleans was flat out outclassed them, which may speak to your speak to, speaks to your earlier point. You know, which, which you know, New Orleans is much more talented on paper than Portland is, and you know, they found a stride after Bricky Cousins went down with that Achilles injury. And Rondo is about to be in playoff Rondo. And yeah. New Holiday, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? 41 points in the clincher. A good two goal on with Anthony Davis is 44. Who knew? <laughs> who knew? I mean, it's going to be one hell of a series, the second round between them and um, uh, Golden State. That That's for damn sure. I'm really looking forward to that series. I mean, expect, like, high scoring galore. Yeah. That should be a lot of fun. Now, you know, to my point earlier, even if you look at the seeding, I guess it was a 3-6, but, you know, right. Portland was only up in them one game in the standards at the end of the year. So, 
I, I was just expecting that series to be a lot closer than what it was. I didn't think it would be a sweep, number one. Number two, um, God, I don't know if I would necessarily say that looking at this series from the beginning, that I would have said that, that Portland was was that much better than New Orleans. It just happened to be uh-huh. that, you know, we, we like you said, we didn't expect um, – God, what's your voice name? You just said it. Um, uh, Drew uh, Holiday. We didn't expect Drew Holiday to play Rondo. as well as he's been playing. And we didn't expect Rondo to start to revert back to his veteran ways. So you, you get those two things as well as the elevated play of, of Anthony Davis, and that's what you got in the first round. Yeah, and that's amazing. So we're out of the way. Might as well just keep going with the with, with, with. Um, What the hell is going on in Oklahoma City? I mean, I don't think tonight, playing tonight, they're, they're playing uh, Utah tonight. They're down 3-1. Russell Westbrook got himself mind-screwed when he, when he, when he focused his, all his energy on trying to stop Ricky Rubio. You know, here, here we are at one-time NBA MVP and back-to-back triple-double guy worried mm-hmm. about Rubio. They should be worried about uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. He's the one who's eating them. I mean, Paul George is a damn good defender. Mitchell is eating them alive. They have yeah. no answer for Mitchell. When Mitchell gets off, everybody else on Utah gets off. Joe Ingles hitting three pointers, also pissing off George, Paul George. <laughs> um, you know, uh, James, like uh, the crowded kid getting under like mellow skin. It. Mm-hmm. I really didn't see this one coming. I mean, on paper, on paper, OKC is far better than Utah. On paper, damn mm-hmm. sure ain't playing like it. I mean, I guess it goes to show you that there's no I in team. I mean, Utah is a true team. It's like Coach Coach Quinn, uh, Quinn Snyder said. But and first of all, props to Quinn Snyder. He is a hell of a. He turned out to be he turned out to be one hell of a coach. By the way, he's like he's like Brad Stevens light. As well, but he but he said that um, the best part of his team and the, the strongest part of his team is this is is the team, and you know, okay season is just just not getting it done against these guys. I mean, granted, I don't think the series is over. I think they're in a hell of a hole. OKC OKC is in the, is is in one hell of a hole, and I expect OKC to win tonight. I expect it to come out with some urgency at home, but. Man, game six is going to be wild, and I'm, I'm worried for OKC. I'm really worried for them. So what are your thoughts on what the hell is going on with OKC right now? Well, like you said, you know, on paper, you would think that OKC would, would come in and, and, and dominate the series, but that's the thing. You know, a lot of times it's, it, it depends upon who's writing things on the paper that, that, that sometimes – Right. you into believing what things it is, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? And and part of that paper right. being wrong goes by the name of Carmelo Anthony. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you when we looked at that Good team, point. you looked at OKC in the beginning of the year, and they came together right. and they added Carmelo, they added Paul. Oh, my God, who hit that shot? I missed it. I'm sorry. Cleveland just won that the game over Indiana with a, a buzzer beater three, um, and my guess is that Are it was LeBron. Were... Yes, LeBron's pounding his chest. Wow. So my guess is that he hit this three, and I missed it because I had my head turned for that brief moment. Of course, they're going to show it, or who who made that shot, but it looks like it's LeBron because everyone's celebrating LeBron. And Dude, uh, the I'm Pittsburgh embarrassed. Are looking... to say, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to admit that I stepped out. When I during the last part part of the game because it was up by double digits, I just could have sworn it was over, but I had no freaking idea. Can I, okay, I watch the replay now. And oh. yeah, my boy James, wow, 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 probably tomorrow. That is eerily reminiscent to Jordan over Elo, but from three. Wow. 
Inbound uh, pass. Well, I actually was going to say, say, like, LeBron over Turkaloo for Orlando yeah. first love back in the day. Way back yeah. in the day. That's the, almost the same damn spot. <laughs> exactly. So uh, this is what makes it so, so eerily scary. But, um, you know, like I was saying, Carmelo Anthony, when, we, when, the, when the, 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 the Thunder got together in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. people said, oh, my God, they got their big three. This is what OKC right. needs after losing Kevin Durant. But um, right. they've been outplayed by Utah this entire series. You know, yes, uh, Utah has had five players scoring in double figures this entire series, averaging double figures. And then, like I said, with Carmelo, his numbers have been drastically down, not just um, during the regular season, but during the playoffs as well. I think this is the first time he's averaged less than 20 points per game um, as far back as I can remember. I, I know it, it, his entire career he's probably averaged somewhere within the 20s. But, yeah, this is the first time he's averaged under 20 in a long time. At the end of the year, he, he finished the year with 16, 6, and, and 1. He's now playing in the playoffs right now, scoring 14, 6, and about a half of an assist a game. So his numbers are down during the playoffs. And his, his shooting percentage is also down in the playoffs as well, where he's shooting 23% from the three, and, and, and that's not helping anybody at this point. This is the same guy who's only scored 20 points plus five times in their last 22 games to Oklahoma City. So, yeah, that whole on-paper thing gets a little fuzzy when you start looking at Carmelo because he's the guy, in my personal opinion, for OKC that's not holding up his side of the deal. But Russell Westbrook is also having his issues as well. You know, this is a guy whose, whose numbers are all the way down. This is it's kind of unfair. This is a guy that averaged a triple-double this past year again. But he's given up 21, 12, and 8. Fantastic numbers. But these aren't numbers that, that, you know, look like the numbers from him during the regular season. Plus, he's also shooting 36% from the floor and 21 from three. That's problematic. Like you said before, he's paying attention to Ricky Rubio, of all people. Why? And it seems I can't like he's, he's playing <laughs> Yes, I mean, this is hilarious. Of all people, he's concerned about. He's concerned about Ricky Rubio. Really, I'm gonna make sure he don't do what he did last. Really, it's it's Ricky Rubio. But but even still, he took himself out of the game, man. He took himself out of the game. And, and, and because of that, yeah, and, 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 and because of that, it seems like the entire Thunder team is, is, is following his lead, being that he is the leader of this team. Um, so if, if he can't write this shit, man, I, I think Utah will end up taking this series in five. Wow. You, you, so you're going to be bold and say, <clears throat> excuse that, if, if 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 Russell Westbrook doesn't calm the hell down, they could easily lose. You know, I, you know, there's some truth to that because Utah did win Game Two, and they were in it in Game One. So they're not afraid of OKC. I mean, no. I mean, again, Quinn Snyder is coaching rings around Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan is he has on a clown suit right now. I mean, he's just getting out coached, out moxied, out maneuvered. Bamboozle, whatever attitude you want to describe, that's what's happening in the right now. And you have to wonder <laughs> this. And you have to wonder this. If, if 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 they do lose tonight, I mean, if they really do, I mean, well, one thing is losing series if, if if they lose in Utah, but if they lose the series, if they get eliminated at home tonight, there's a lot of questions. OKC has to answer over the summer. First of all. Mm-hmm. What about Russell Westbrook? Could anyone does any would anyone want to come play with him? Number one. Yeah. And number two, what happens to Paul George? Why would Paul George stick around and lose in the first round where he could go elsewhere and <laughs> do it without <laughs> the headaches? I mean, you know, why stick around on OKC where you could go to LA? Which is where he's from. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not rule I'm still not ruling that out. I'm still not ruling that out. And possibly with a second one, too. But we won't mention his name just yet. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be uh, one hell of a slum of OKC loses. 
and losing the series, especially if they lose on the home floor tonight. It's going to be very interesting. Matter of fact, another reason why you need to really look at what's going on with OKC <clears throat> is with the addition of Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, this team is only one win better than they were last year. Just wow, right. you're right. Yeah, last year they you know wow. they came in as a seventh seed and now they're a fifth seed. But still, it's just one right. win better. Now, had they went ahead and, and probably won another game somewhere, they might have been as high as a third seed. Because, like I said before, you know, it, it's extremely close out well. Right. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that needs to be addressed. Like you said, Paul George, yo, if I'm going to go ahead and um, be with this, top, with, with this group and lose in the first round, man, I can just go back to the crib. I can go back to the yep. crib and, well. and, and somehow and, and, and entice well. a bearded one to come out there and join me. <clears throat> you know, I mean, so it's nothing else to do in OKC. Why as well go to LA where there's stuff to do and you're home. In his case, exactly. Why yeah, because if anything, I, I truly believe that that um, Carmelo is the, is the the guy that's holding them down. I think they they have too much expectations in in, in Carmelo, and I mean I yeah. understand that his his numbers are, are showing that he's a three. But it's because of his play. You know, he's shooting horribly from both the right. four and the three. He's taking entirely too many shots, in my personal opinion, from the three, especially when he's off. Yes, he is. But we already know that he's a shooter anyway. So, yeah, they, they, they're going to have to somebody else to put, either potentially replace Paul George or someone else to play along with him or, 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 or make that bench to be better. So that's, that's, that's what that's going to have to be. Well, let me – you mentioned Melo. I think this is his last year of his contract that, you know, he was traded from the Knicks in the offseason, right? And I think he may – I don't know if he has one or two more years on the deal. I think it's just one more year. I so, think it's one more year. If he, this is – this is – oh, one more year. Okay. So, does he have a buyout? Did they have a buyout clause on his contract? I mean, not buyout, but did they have a, an option on his contract or – I don't know the, the particulars, but any event, if, if, if let's just say if they did have a if they didn't have an option or or they did have an option and they decide to not be up on an option, where does that leave Carmelo? I mean, no one's going to pay. I mean, this is going to be his last year making big money. So what will happen to to him now? What, what, I mean, what will happen to but Melo in that instance? Would he? I mean, I mean, he still has a lot to. He still has something to offer. He still has some gas left in the tank, but he's going to go the route. I think he's going to start going the route of Joe Johnson. You know, another big money guy, like from Atlanta, and you know, he he's he's been like a a journeyman veteran since. Then. Do you think that's 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 going to be the same fate that awaits Mello if they don't get it done this year, like like in the first round? You know what? It's very interesting because Carmelo has a player option next year for about okay. twenty-eight million. So, oh, of course, you know it's going to be <laughs> oh, because he's not getting twenty-eight anyplace else. So, yeah, that's that's going to be very interesting. And then Paul George, it just depends upon what he's going to be offered um, next year because he's he's looking at twenty for next year. Oh my yeah. God! They got a lot of money tied yeah. into Stephen Adams over the next couple of seasons as well. I didn't yes, realize Stephen Adams is making more than Paul George. This is insane. So, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, this is this is crazy. You know what it was? God, I'm trying to remember if his deal was during that year when they first blew up that um, the, the the salary cap, and, and they were just throwing money at yeah. everybody. And 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 I right. almost got a call. You get twenty million. But I didn't recognize the number. <laughs> yeah, if I was like, dude, yeah. if I don't know they was giving out money like that, you know, I would ask that call. But who knew? But yeah, they're gonna have to go ahead and and, and um, make some signs. Matter of fact, it looks like everybody that is not uh, Westbrook, Anthony Adams, George, Roberson. A. Bryans and, and, and Patterson and Singler 
not well, won't be um, signed next year. So they're going to have to resign a lot of bench players next year in order to help complement these guys. That, um, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. especially Stephen Adams, they're overpaying. My God, Stephen right. Adams is going to be making twenty-four yeah, million next crazy. year. Jesus Christ! So, yeah, oh. they, they're, they're going to have to bring in profession. some pieces to help the team out. <laughs> Wrong profession, exactly. dog. I should have been working on my jump shot. <laughs> Man. Um, well, we'll wrap up the NBA playoffs uh, segment with this. We just saw Cleveland, well, mainly LeBron James hit the final shot to beat Indiana to go up 3-2. How, I mean, how, how great is this series? How, how great is this? Like, we'll get to – but, you know, but we saw Philly sweep – no, not sweep. We have a gentleman sweep, if you will, of Miami last night. Mm-hmm. And who knows what's going to go on with Boston and, and, and Milwaukee. Uh, the, the fact that Boston's up 3-2 being so undermanned is a testament to Brad Stevens' coaching job and the heart of those young guys. I mean, I mean, they're going to be hella good next year once Kyrie and uh, uh, um, uh, 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 the Hayward kid comes back healthy. With those rookies and second-year players this year, Jalen Brown and uh, 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 um, that you know the kid from Duke, Jason Tatum, woo mm-hmm. Boston's gonna be hella hella scary. Um, yeah, they are. But this, this is this year, and all signs point to Cleveland and, and Philly. First of all, like uh, you know, we all I think we all most of us agree to a man that. Philly and Cleveland are the two best teams in the East right now. So it's going to stuff in, in, for an eventual collision course, I think, because I really don't trust Toronto. Even though they did beat your Wizards tonight, they're going 3 2. Um, if once, they, once Cleveland and Philly meet in the Eastern Conference Finals, do you think, I'm going to put your feet to the fire, do you think Philly has what it takes to dethrone LeBron James and the Cavaliers? Yes. I'm going to say it now, yes. And the reason why I say that is, you know, I heard something very interesting today, right? Um, God, I can't remember the dude that hosts the show alongside – it's Tiki and Tyranny. I was listening to them, to them today, okay, and yes. the only reason why was because the, uh, the Nats were playing uh, in, in, in San Francisco, playing a day game, and, and so that means they went ahead and blocked out what was going on on local radio here, so – Listen to national radio, mm-hmm. and they had a theory, right? They called it the top five. And what you do is you look at the mm-hmm. top five players within a series. Whichever team has more players within that top five normally wins that series, mm-hmm. right? If you mm-hmm. look at right. what's going on um, in this uh, Indiana and and um, Cleveland series, on paper, right, on paper, you would think on paper. that Indiana <clears throat> would actually have more in that top five. Now, it, 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 you, you, you would question who would be second and third between Oladipo and Kevin Love, but you would say that everybody else right. on Indiana is probably that's much better than everybody on Cleveland, right? The thing is yep. you need consistency from these players in order for that to be the case. One of the guys who actually I was going to call out tonight and, and behold, there it is. He, he, had a, he didn't have a bad night, but he's not having the type of mm-hmm. night that the, uh, the Pacers need, which is uh, Bogdanovich. Right. He had that huge night of coming like to know we scored 30, comes back down to earth and scores 11. And, and Victor Oladipo didn't have such a great mm. game tonight either. But above all, all the people are going to need help with whatever happens in this series, and he's not getting it right now. Well, Sabonis had 22. Matter of fact, Sabonis led the team in scoring with 22, and all the people had 12. That's crazy. So even with them losing by like three, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. With them losing by three, all the people shot uh, two for 15 tonight and one for seven from three. That's insane. With seven of his twelve points coming from the line, so yeah, Oladipo, I need you to be consistent. 
Bogdanovich, I need you to be consistent. And whoever you want to say is that third guy coming from Indiana, it needs to be some consistency because it's not Sabonis. It's been, it's been Thad Young. That's who it's been. The third guy has really been Thad Young. But Miles Turner, mm-hmm. kind of being that sixth guy, if you want to go ahead and, and say six, you need consistency. And, of course, LeBron's going to be consistent. He had 44 tonight, you know, which is, which is the right. thing that you need to do. Let LeBron score his points and, 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 and hope that every, well, defend everyone else. Matter of fact, they haven't had anyone else on, 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 the, uh, on the Cavaliers score more than 20 points so far in this series other than LeBron. And I think mm-hmm. that may have been the first time mm-hmm. that happened in LeBron's career when he has had a teammate average 20 points in a playoff series alongside of him. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, like reluctantly going to arrive at Christmas. I say reluctantly because I really like Philly. I know them a lot. They mm-hmm. are at least a year ahead of schedule. And yeah. the thing is, is that no one, I mean, we kind of, you saw the progress that Joel and B made playing like a freshman of the season, but no mm-hmm. one saw this coming from Ben Simmons. Even after watching the LSU, the game that he had at LSU, I mean, he was hurt all of last year, uh, but still, He's a damn near seven foot point guard. Think about that for a minute. He's six ten, but he's more close. He's close to seven feet. If you saw him stand next to Embiid, they're about the same damn height because because Embiid is a true seven footer, mm-hmm. and that's your point guard. You got a seven foot point guard, another seven footer who could put up the ball on the floor, shoot the three, and and and, and have a great has a great post game and can hit his foul shot. That is, and, and that's surrounded by shooters, snipers, and uh, JJ Redick, and those two foreign guys. Man, that's scary. Again, your two best players are seven footers who can both put the ball on the floor. Except mm-hmm. the one place point guard and one place center. That is just crazy, straight up crazy. And I'm thinking. Who the hell does Cleveland have to match up with Joel Embiid? And the quick answer is no one. And no one. No one in the NBA, no one in the NBA, and even I include Anthony Davis, as much as I love Anthony Davis, and, and Kat, Cardinal D. Towns, no one in the NBA mm-hmm. has an answer for Joel Embiid. No one. No. And, 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 and <laughs> but they're your only, but they're only the three seed, I say quote, unquote, only the three seed in the East. And, you know, I just don't see anybody, anybody stop him. I mean, this is going to be make you mad. And it's, going to, it's already making me mad. Think about this. But they remind me of the Dallas Cowboys of the 90s. Remember when they won that first Super Bowl when, no, when everyone thought that they were at least one more year away when they beat San yeah. Fran in the NFC Championship game? And they went yeah. to beat the hell out of Buffalo. You know, that, that's, what, that's what Philly reminds me of, dude. As much as, as unpleasant as the thought is for both of us right now, that's who they remind me of, man. They remind me of 1992 Dallas Cowboys. They were oh. here ahead of schedule, and they came on the scene, and they were unstoppable in the 90s. But, you know, I mean, we, we're looking – I'm looking at the same thing. We're looking at the same thing here in Philly. You know, if Philly doesn't get it done against Cleveland, it's not going to be the end of the world. But, I'm dude, and the more I think about it, Again, that's why I say reluctantly sticking with Cleveland because Cleveland does not have an answer for Joel Embiid. And even even with the great LeBron James, do you really think, unless they put him on 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 uh, on uh, Ben Simmons, I mean, who else is going to score on foot like, like for Cleveland? I mean, again, because Philly has those two seven footers and a bunch of snipers surrounding them. Yeah. And who does Cleveland have? And you know I mean, what? That's this is why really I, interesting. The Bucks Phillips going to have home court, too. They will. But this is where right. it gets interesting, right? The, if, if the yep. way things are looking in round one is an outlier of, of how they're going to play out the rest of the playoffs, right? Like I said before, no right. one else in Cleveland as of right now 
is averaging double digits for uh, for the Cavaliers. Well, not double digits. I'm sorry. No one right. else is averaging 20 points or more uh, during this first round series mm-hmm. so far for the Cavaliers, right? The last time that happened right. with LeBron James was the last time he was in Cleveland. But then they had multiple guys averaging in double digits. They had at least maybe three or four other guys doing so. When he didn't have more than two guys doing it, that's when they were getting eliminated in the second and third rounds. As of right now, if memory serves me correctly, I think only two other guys are averaging in double digits, Cleveland Cavaliers. If that's the case, Mm -hmm. I don't think that they beat Toronto the way that Toronto has been looking against Washington. And I only say that because, once again, first round as an outlier. If Toronto goes into series, the second uh, round, shooting threes, the way that they're shooting against Washington as of right now, well, it's, it's going like to be dangerous. It's like Cleveland the second round. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's going to be dangerous for, for, for Cleveland if Toronto does that, and that's if. But, of course, LeBron is yep. LeBron, and I don't trust Toronto, and, and I have all of this faith in, in, in LeBron until I see that another right. team is just that much more dominant than them. And I don't necessarily see that in Toronto, even though I think that Toronto could beat them. Matter of fact, I still believe that Indiana, mm-hmm. Indiana might be able to beat them if they can give me two consistent straight nights. But that's where that, that falls apart. But, I, but Cleveland, right. Cleveland, I'm sorry, Philadelphia looks like they can give me consistent night star players and their, their, their supporting cast as well. And J.J. Winnick, and um, what's your boy's name out of Tennessee State? I'm looking at his face, and it's embarrassing that I forget his I name. Know, I know who you're talking about, too. I, yeah, I can't think of his name. But you know, they, they have a great supporting cast behind Simmons and, and Embiid uh, uh, playing alongside those guys, man. So it, it might be interesting. Philadelphia might come out of the, the East this year. Yeah, it wouldn't shot me one bit. It would not shot me one bit, brother. That's no. again, Eastern, you know, NBA playoffs, at least for this year, and the first time in a while, it's fantastic. So let's move along to the uh, NFL draft that's going on tomorrow night, bro. Let me just ask you this right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Who should be the first pick, the first overall pick in tomorrow night's draft in the first round? Oh, my God, man. I can't, I can't remember the last time. Once again, no, you know what? <clears throat> the first thing that comes into mind in this type of situation mm-hmm. where we couldn't, I couldn't remember or think who could be the number one overall pick, God, it it, it might have been the RG3 Ryan Leaf year. Not Ryan Leaf, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking Indianapolis. The um, Andrew Luck RG3 year where there were still questions on who was going to go first. Now, yes, Andrew Luck was the favorite. Mm-hmm. But there were still questions, is it a possibility that, that Indianapolis could take uh, Bob? But who knew? Um, John, even the year where, um, once again, Cleveland had that first round, that, that first pick, when they took Courtney Brown, the defensive tackle, and um, yeah, I, I think exactly. Washington um, ended up taking Samuels and LeBar in that same draft. Like that. <clears throat> but, but that was another one of those years where things were kind of loopy where you didn't know who was going to go number one overall. And this is another one of those years. You don't know who's going to go first overall. And then the fact that Cleveland is picking with as many holes as they have, it can literally be anyone, but my guess is that it's going to be a quarterback. So if there was a dude who would have kicked in my door right now and was going to hold a gun to my head and say, Big D Nash, you got to make a pick. Who is Cleveland going to take first overall? Or I'm going to go ahead and put one in your head. I'm going to go ahead and say, as of right now, I think it's going to be um, Sam Darnold. I, I truly believe it. You know what? You know what? I'll give you t- my two picks. One who I think should versus mm-hmm. one who will. First of all, who I think should be the first overall mm-hmm. pick, Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. in the draft where all top quarterbacks, that is Mayfield, Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, they're all flawed. Mm-hmm. All five are, are really flawed. Um, 
Baker Mayfield's flaws are, don't come on the field. They come off the field, which, led, yeah. which, which led, has led him to comparisons with Johnny Menzel. But as far as, 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 you know, as a tape goes, as, remember the tape doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. It's Baker Mayfield all the way because his, I mean, he transferred from Texas Tech, right? And mm-hmm. where, where he walked on. And here's Baker Mayfield's last three years at Oklahoma. This is 2015. 36 touchdowns, seven inceptions. 2016, 40 touchdowns, eight interceptions. And mm. finally, his Heisman Trophy year, winning year last season, 43 touchdowns, six interceptions. And before anyone poo-poos that by saying, well, he played in the Big 12 where they're allergic to defense. Check what he did against Ohio State and now, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sorry, not Alabama, but Georgia this, you know, in the basketball playoffs. He balled out when the yeah. stage was the bright when the stage was the brightest. He balled out. <clears throat> I mean, he, he 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 carved Ohio State up, and he did the same thing to Georgia. So, to me, I know he's just six feet tall on a good day. And he has all that off-field baggage. But to me, seeing how he played the last three seasons in Oklahoma, seeing how he played in big games while he was in Oklahoma, particularly last season, it's Baker Mayfield and everyone else, in my opinion. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. However, this is the Cleveland Browns we're talking about. And yeah. logic does not apply to any NFL team when it comes to the draft. So what, what I think is going to happen is – I agree with you. I think Donald's going to be the top pick because when Donald was when Donald was was, was doing his pro day out in the rain, he was throwing in the rain. He he apparently looked very well in the rain. and was not afraid to to help his teammates doing their pro days and everything else. Guess who was attending the, his pro day? The owner of the Cleveland Browns, Juan Jimmy Haslam. So mm-hmm. that that so to me, that was like. <laughs> He might as well just, just, just took a horn out and said, Beep. we're taking this guy, pack it up, we're leaving, um, for him to show up like that. So, again, hey, look, Donald is a turnover machine. He's a, he's a, from what I've read, he's a, he, like, and what I've seen, he's a great young, he's a great teammate. He tries hard. As a matter of fact, he tries too hard. We had led to all his turnovers last year and in, like, in the year before. But he, he has a good head on his shoulders. He's gonna he's gonna give you his heart. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna give you his his, his all his blood, sweat, and tears. Josh Josh Rosen, he's talented, but a he's brittle, and b he loves himself from Josh Rosen. I don't think it's gonna bode well for him on the next like in the next level. <clears throat> and then that leaves us with Lamar Jackson and the other Josh Josh Allen. And for life of me, I don't understand. The love, the affected, the infatuation, particularly for Mel Kiper Jr., who I'm a big fan of. His, 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 his obsession, or let's say, insanely adulation, insane adulation of Josh Allen. I mean, the kid. And again, I'm not hoping that the kid fails, but this uh-huh. is all a spade a spade. He didn't win a whole lot at Wyoming. No. And Wyoming, like somebody said, is in the Mountain West. Not the SEC, certainly not even the Big Ten nor the ACC. And, you know, he's played in just one conference championship game. Mm-hmm. And to have all – hey, look, he has all the measurements. He's six foot five. He's an inch taller than me, but he's 240, built like a rock, has a rocket arm. And I wrote a, I wrote a blog rant on this, like, like uh, earlier today. Say, I, I just asking out loud, what is the obsession with this kid? I mean, he to me, if he's taken high, he has busts written all over him. If he's not in a good situation, I mean, you can Maybe say the so. same thing about the other quarterbacks, to be sure. Exactly. But he has the most to lose. I mean, again, he has all the measurables. He's a good kid, from what I understand. He wants mm-hmm. to be coached. But he's this look. This is not like Carson Wentz. When Carson Wentz, he came from the, the FCS, North Dakota State, but he won, and he won big at, at North Dakota State. He, it yes. is obvious that he was a man. He was, yes. He's obvious that he was that dude. 
You can't say this. You can't say the same about Josh. Josh. Josh uh, Allen. Just can't. He's not accurate. He's, he did. He never completed six percent of his passes any year. Didn't play in a no. NFL offense. And again, they're just saying that he played in the Mountain West. So again, I'm not rooting for the kid to fail. I want his dreams to come true. I'm just saying if he turns out to be a bust, don't be shocked. That's all I'm saying. And, and, and last night, at least, we'll touch on, on Lamar Jackson in, like, in, in depth in a minute, but just a quick overview. Yeah, he's not the most accurate dude in the world. He played in a pro-style system on the pro-style coach and, and Bobby Trina, who, by the way, is a, uh, Bill, part, I mean, a, a Bill Belichick disciple. More mm-hmm. sport for him. I think that he, I, 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 you know, I don't get all this hate towards him, but anyway, just, 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 uh, just give me who, who is the top quarterback? Forget who's going to be drafted first. Who's the top? Who in your mind is the top quarterback? The best quarterback. Ah, and there's Mason too, by the way. Oh, I've got to mention. Uh, yeah, you, you forget about Mason Rudolph. Um, man, you mm-hmm. know what? You, you, you kind of talked me into leaning towards either. Mayfield or Jackson as my top QBs in this year's draft. Now, out of those top six, and that's including Mason Rudolph, I truly believe that Josh Allen has the lowest floor of those six guys. Now, the reason why Mike, sure. uh, well, not Mike, I'm about to call him Mike Mayock, because Mike Mayock my dude. But the reason why Mel Kiper Jr. loves him so much, measurables. You said it right there yourself. Yeah. He's 6'4", 240, Big, he's he's very reminiscent to, to to Big Ben, if you will. You know, he played in the cold yeah, weather yeah. environment, has the ability to 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 play that in the NFL. Has big hands, um, can throw the deep ball. The thing is, he has low completion percentage. Depending upon who you talk to, you know your completion percentage. This is why I find uh, player evaluation to be hilarious, right? Because you have certain QBs in college who 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 will complete fifty percent of their passes, and they say he's not doing it on the collegiate level. What makes you think he'll translate to the next level? And then you have other guys who will uh, complete fifty percent of their passes. Oh, it's because of the receivers that he's played played with, and that's the reason why his completion percentage is so low. Which one is it? You can't have both. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of times yeah. they seem to find an out for guys that they like, and they have excuses for guys that they don't. And like you said with Lamar Jackson, being that he doesn't have, quote-unquote, true representation, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people have question marks about him, which I find to be hilarious. You're concerned about him making money outside of football? Don't worry about that. That's not your concern. That's his. Because as of right now, I said it on the show, and I've heard other people say it. Wherever he gets drafted, it's on a scale, especially for his rookie year, so it really doesn't matter. It don't matter. I could be representing him for real, for real, for his rookie deal. That's not going to be that hard. It's what did they make last year? Okay, add a percentage towards that. That's what he's making. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't that hard. <clears throat> I, I, just but, but if you, I just don't see what Josh Allen. Neither do – like I said, it's the measurables. It is the measurables. But, yeah, if you're asking me yeah. to go ahead and do an order as of right now, I'm slightly changing my order. I'm going Mayfield 1, Jackson 2, Donald 3, Rosen 4, Allen tied for 5th. With with uh, Mason Rudolph because I, I I really really don't trust Allen in a situation where he has to revitalize a team. If he can go in, learn for a couple of years, and then come out and play, right? Better for him. But yeah, I don't want him out there right, right. now, week one, come uh, 2018 season because whoever he's playing with, it might be problematic, bro. Yeah, exactly. Again, again, we're not rooting for him. Just to be clear for the listeners, not rooting for this young man to fail. We're just calling no. for what it is. I mean, it just, just he has other than measurables. I, I, I don't know what else he has. So, 
We'll get you uh, on this, man. We talked about Lamar Jackson a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, there was talks at first of him going to the second, maybe the third round, if you could believe that. Now there's, there's buzz of him going back in the middle, the first round, perhaps in the middle of the late first round. So mm-hmm. put up a shut-up time. Who drafts Lamar Jackson and why? Um, the, the, the four teams that I'm about to name have a need for different reasons. Yes, sir. Either – well, actually, it's for the same reason, and their parents. All of these teams need an heir apparent at this uh, juncture. It's a possibility one of these teams, Lamar may even come in and play this year depending upon how healthy their starter stays. So these are the teams that I think right. could potentially draft Lamar in the first round. At number 15, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, you're going to have to help me. I, I, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, they got Case Keenum, right, <clears throat> during the offseason. Case Keenum now I think Case Keenum is in Denver actually. He sounded okay, kind Keenum of is in Denver. I'm sorry. They have um Bradford, Sam Bradford, right? Sam Bradford's in Arizona. Sam exactly. Bradford. Sam Bradford already has an injury history. There's a possibility he may not even right. get out of twenty eighteen. So go ahead, get your insurance, go ahead, draft you with Lamar Jackson. Why not? Right. At number sixteen, <laughs> if Arizona passes excuse me, if Arizona passes on him. Baltimore can take him. You can go ahead and get your replacement, set you up your mm. replacement for Joe Flacco. As a matter of fact, mm. he would he would end up being, you know, a, a another. Well, I'm not going to say he's going to be another, but he has the same skill set as another quarterback that Baltimore just brought in, in Robert Griffin. So it's a possibility, depending upon what happens, either he, you know, passes Griffin during um training camp in, in, in preseason or Flacco leaves, Bob comes in and he starts for a year and uh, Lamar sits for two years, learns that system, and then he ends up coming in in year yep. two. So that those are, that's a situation that can happen in Baltimore. Number three, a spot where he can also mm-hmm. go, he can go to, to New England either at 23 or at 31. And the way I see them mm-hmm. taking them at 23, of course, you know, they're going to need an heir apparent to, um, to to Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I yeah, I can't remember who uh, New England just signed this offseason as a backup to Tom, but I don't see him being that guy. So why don't you go ahead Hoyer. and get you a key Hoyer, Hoyer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. they got uh, Hoyer. Hoyer's yep. not coming in and in, starting in, in yeah. for the – for the, for the for the Patriots for uh, an entire season. So no, it's not. Exactly <laughs> a, Next. What you need for the future. <laughs> now, yeah. New England would draft him at 23 if they believe that, you know, they don't think they can get him at 31 because they don't think that he'll fall past number 27, which is the New Orleans Saints. Now, yep. possibility, you know, once again, I think this is um, uh, Drew Brees' last year on his deal. Once again, why not get you an air pant? a guy who's of similar statue and, and actually played similarly to Drew Brees earlier in his career and Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And my my long shot, yeah. and once again, I, I keep saying it on this show, the team that needs someone to replace this QB and Ben Roethlisberger in the future, Pittsburgh still, mm. they need them a backup or an air yeah. hand once again. Why not take that chance if you feel as though that you need to go ahead and do so, they don't go ahead and end up taking somebody on the defensive side of the ball anyway. So, there you go. Those, those are the five teams wow. I have as potential spots for Lamar Jackson. You know what? I, we're sending Cheryl Brand on most of them. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be better suited for a grooming to be the heir apparent. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think – I mean, he, he comes from – again, we mentioned both much earlier, he comes from a post-out system under Bob Petrino, but, you know, and he, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, he improved every year in the past mm-hmm. Bobby Petrino. And Bobby Petrino, we all know how demanding he is on his quarterbacks. And he, he's an offensive mind. But I think Lamar, he needs to put on some more weight. He needs to put on some more muscle. He has a frame for it. And, but he needs to, he's, he's kind of, he's very lean right now. 
So he needs to put on more muscle. He needs to, to develop. So I'm with you. He's going to be one of these teams that has the, already has a franchise quarterback in the twilight years of his career. They're going to be the ones who's going, who's going, to, put, who's going to put a trigger. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see, you know what, if he falls past, that's, that's if he falls past Arizona. Um, and if he goes by Arizona, fall past Arizona, I'll be shocked. But let's just say, for example, just for sake of argument, he falls past Arizona. Arizona gets another player for some reason. Mm-hmm. That leaves New Orleans, New England, no particular order, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. is very intriguing because I don't think they can trust Landry Jones nor uh, that kid from Tennessee that just drafted Josh, I forget his last name. Um, I, I don't <laughs> think they trust those two cats yet. Yeah, even even Landry, who's been there for the past what four or five seasons, I, I don't see him yeah. trusting. I don't. They, they don't trust him. So that's a rare possibility. Especially with Rossborough talking about retirement within the next two to three years, but I don't think he's going to last that far because. And this might put up a shutter. It's real easy and convenient to say he's going to New England. I think mm-hmm. he ends up a saint. I think Josh. I think. Sean Payton is one of those dudes who thinks outside the box and says, you know what, Drew Brees in the twilight, he's in the back nine of his career, probably on mm-hmm. holes number, number 16 through 18 right now, still, still can play, still has enough to take for one year, maybe two, but he, he's on his way out. So what better way, what better tutor to have Lamar Jackson, for Lamar Jackson than Drew Brees, that play indoors. Can you imagine yeah. Lamar Jackson on that fast track indoors? It's going to be scary. With an offensive mind like Sean Payton having his back, who's a Parcells guy, and by extension, we mean Parcells guy is a Belichick guy. So, and, 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 and once again, there's a connection with Petrino because, because Petrino was a Belichick guy. He came from the Belichick coaching tree. So, you know, that's my put the shove. He's going to be a saint. If he, if, you know, if Arizona goes brain dead and passes up Jackson, he's going to be a saint. I don't see I, – I just, I just don't see any scenario playing out. Don't, I mean, maybe the Patriots, maybe Baltimore, even though they're probably going to look for a wide receiver. Maybe mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, even though we might look for a middle linebacker to – to take the place of Ryan Shazier, prayers up for Shazier. Um, but it wouldn't shock me because Pittsburgh, they have a – and Baltimore as well, they're known to draft for providing the best player available. That's what they draft. That's how they draft. But I don't see – look, if, if – if, if, what's 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 known as picking, like 25th or something, something like that? But 27. I, like, I don't think New England's – okay, 27. I, New England has so many other needs. I don't know if they're going to spend the, the 23rd pick they got from Buffalo, or, uh, sorry, not from Buffalo, but someone else, to draft Lamar Jackson. But I can see them using the 31st pick on Lamar mm-hmm. if he falls past New Orleans. But if yeah. New England doesn't draft Lamar at 23, he's not going past New Orleans. I can almost guarantee to you that. He's not getting past the Saints. So that's who I think would end up drafting Lamar Jackson or the New Orleans Saints. So that would be one great fit for that young man. Completely agree. Completely. Matter of fact, he would have nine games out of the year played indoors. Exactly. Exactly. That is just, that's, that's, that's insane. That's, that's insane. But anyways, it's going to be fun tomorrow night, man, with the draft. So, I'm sure we have a lot to talk about next week. Well, I'll definitely have a lot to blog about after the first round tomorrow night. But, hey, man, thanks a lot for joining me, bro. Let's do it again. No problem. Week. Hey, if you're available tomorrow, you can always call the show in. We're doing the live podcast while we're watching the draft tomorrow night. Oh, shoot. You got, I got I, I got I to gotta get – I really got to get on that. I got to get on that, man. So, I'll be DMing you the, the, the phone number, bro. I might just call you a time or two. Maybe maybe troll some fans or teams. Who knows? 
<laughs> That'll be great. That'll be great. All right. Peace out, brother. That's the Wayne Nash. Please check him out on Sleazy Radio. Uh, his show tomorrow night, his live live show, live broadcasting from the draft, the NFL draft tomorrow night, as well as the sports blog, the Yard Slash HBCU Sports Wrestling thing, HBCU Sports. Try saying HBCU uh, time and time again. But anyway, thank you for tuning in to the Clown Hour. I'm Scott Brooks. Please check me out on Twitter at ScottyB underscore 1906. Until then, good night. Peace out. Oh, six.